Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. there you have found the seven nation podcast here at yourprepsports.com host rob howe joined as always by ryan merkin wednesday january the 19th 11 11 a.m how about that we hit 11 11 ryan. does that have any Perfect. significance i don't know not to me no nah, it doesn't to me either i feel good i'm i've had my coffee and my water this morning so i i couldn't have even told you what time it is but i'm, I'm finally moving i'm going <laughs> Hey, we made it to hump day, right? Yeah, here we go. Moving All on right. with the week. All right, we're going to talk some prep hoops here, kind of uh, look back, look ahead. Um, and we'll start with uh, games from last night, uh, which would have been uh, the 18th of January. I did that. I took 19, subtracted <laughs> one, got 18. Um, I know that's why uh, you folks listen to the podcast, my math skills. Uh, let's start with the ladies first, Ryan. Um, I'll go through the scoreboard here and then we'll kind of hit on some highlights and then maybe look ahead at what's coming up later in the week. Um, or maybe even Tuesday before we, uh, before we pot again next Wednesday, but, uh, we can hit on some highlights here. Um, city high 67, Waterloo East 34, West high 42, Prairie 26, Clear Creek 41, Williamsburg 36, Solon 53, Marion 42, uh, Regina 72, Wilton 53, Waterloo West 64, Liberty High 58. That was obviously a really close game uh, and the only area team that did not come through victorious last night. Yeah, I mean, we're just getting to that point where you look at the scoreboard every week and there's just there's a bunch of meaningful games, right? I mean, and that's that tells you that we have good teams um, that are in the that are in the mix for stuff. And whether it's, you know, postseason seeding, Rob, or, or, or conference races or whatever, it's, it's fun when you get to this point and you look each week and when I when we put the schedule up uh, on every Tuesday and Friday and, and there's big games. Um, but I thought there was some I thought there was some really interesting stuff to kind of look at from those from those games last night, starting with, um, starting with Clear Creek, Rob, or that's where, that's where I'll start. The 41 36, um, win over Williamsburg. That's one that, that, uh, I mean, you, you look at that and you say 41 36, you know, probably kind of ugly. Um, 
that's kind of the way that that Clear Creek's been able to beat teams um, the past couple of years. Uh, but that's this is one that they had to have, and they're, they were, that's going to be the kind of theme of this of this podcast. You know, Williamsburg beat them way back in, in um, November, second game of the year uh, by twelve. That was up at Kirkwood. And we talked about this on the podcast several times. That was the first of four straight losses for them. And we talked about how, you know, the last couple of years when they've, you know, won back-to-back Walmack titles, the thing that that team's done and, and that PJ Sweeney's done really well is, is it's so cliched, but continue to get better and put it all together at the end of the year. Me and you talk about it all the time. I feel like we were talking about, about volleyball and kids in different spots, but you, you kind of quietly – you flip the calendar over till now, till January, and you look, and where's Clear Creek at? Well, they've won seven of eight, I think now. Seven of eight beat Williamsburg. Um, you know, a team that a team that had beat them earlier. Um, you know, we talked a couple couple weeks ago on the pod. Get a good win over a ranked Benton team to start January. So they're three and one to start. You know, to start January, and now you know they're kind of back in the thick of things in the Wamac West. They're a couple games back. Um, in the loss column, they're eight and four. Man, but, that thing is uh, that thing is jumbled. It is, and but I mean, you look and you take those two bottom teams out. You know, you have yeah. two teams with two losses, a team with three, a team with four, a team with five. And as we've talked about about some of these other races, Rob, that tells you that you know probably nobody's going to go the rest of the way with only without losing. You know, you look at the teams with two losses, Benton and, and Center Point, and you know Clear Creek's beaten both of them. So, again, P.J. Sweeney does such a great job, not just – we talk about this a lot. We have a lot of coaches that do a really good job. But, you know, there might not be any better anybody better than, than that Clear Creek staff. It, it, it evaluating what they have and then finding a way for them to be playing their best at, at the end of the year. And we have a ton of coaches that do that too. But uh, they're going to move some people around. They're going to try some different things. They're going to continue to improve throughout the year. And we even saw that – you know, when they had that really, really good team two years ago um, with Carson Stratton and Megan Harvey, they, they, even that team was playing its best at the end of the year, you know, when they upset Marion and went to the state tournament. So it's something that everybody talks about, everybody wants to do. It doesn't always happen for every team, but um, they look to be doing that again this year. And congratulations to Coach Sweeney. Um, I saw career win number 100 um, last night. And when you're winning 17 or 18 games a year, they pile up pretty fast, Coach. So. Congratulations to him, and, and I'm sure he's just most excited that that they're playing playing really well right now. And in, you look at the schedule for them coming up: Independence, Burlington. Um, they get Vinton again, you know, who's the only team to beat them. You know, in, in 2022, they lost by they lost them by seven. So they have them again. They have a tough one against Marion, um, you know, which is leading the East Division in CPU again and, and Benton again. Um, you know, in both those last two on the road. So there's chances for them to move up, obviously. Um, but as we kind of predicted, Rob, playing their best, um, you know, as the year continues to go on. So, and they had a lot of moving pieces too, obviously, and some kids stepped into new role, new roles. But that's a big win for them um, last night. Rivalry game with Williamsburg, and, and again, a team that beat them earlier. So, really good win for them. Um, and that's kind of, that's maybe the the thing that stood out most to me about that girls' schedule from last night. The Soul and Marion, obviously, was a biggie too. When you look at the standings over on. Uh... On that side of the wall, Matt. Yeah, and I'm guilty of that. That's the game I was at. So it's like when I watch that game. Well, it's, it's natural you would probably forget that. 
Yeah, well, come back home and write about it. <laughs> then it's like when I get the schedule, when I get the scoreboard, I'm always looking at all the other. I'm right. I'm scoreboard watching. I've told you that. So it's like, oh, yeah. what happened in this game? What happened in this game? Because in my head, I already know what happened with that one. But yeah, Rob said it. Story on that one's up on the website. And again, the theme. I mean, that's look. I say that I say had to have. Nobody's season's going to end in January, anything like that. But in in Solon, you know, players and, and coaches were really adamant that you know that. Their end-all goal obviously isn't isn't a conference championship or anything like that, but you know they want a share of it last year. And once you get to that level, you know it's easy to talk about winning one or you know winning the conference. But once you get there, I mean, some of the programs that that in our area that have done that a lot, you know, the West Highs, the City Highs, when you're doing that, like nobody nobody wants to not win it. Then I mean, you get to the top of the mountain, nobody doesn't want to win that. So that's on goal list somewhere at these places, I know, and. If Solon wanted to be in that mix at the end of the year, they they probably had to beat Marion last night, you know, lost to him by two early in the season. And that was a really, really good game, uh, Rob. It was it was basically back and forth. Um, I think it was eight at halftime. I put my score sheet away, which I shouldn't have. I can grab it. But I think it was Marion by eight at halftime. And they really controlled the glass uh, in the first half. I think they were out-rebounding them by 14. Marion had a 14. 24-14, I think, rebounding edge at halftime, 10 offensive rebounds. And, Solon just really um, turned it up defensively in the second half. Um, you know, put some really – their on-ball pressure was great in the second half, hold, held Marion to 16 points. And w- when you think Solon or you watch them play, I mean, they, they hit a lot of three-pointers, and I think they had two in the first half. I think they were only two for six. Um, hit a couple really big ones, hit three in the third quarter, hit all three of their attempts in the third quarter. Um, Ava Steverell had a couple of big ones and then Callie Levine had kind of the backbreaker with about 245 left that put him up five. Uh, and in that game, the way that they were defending five, excuse me, felt like 15. Uh, so really good win for them. And, and you look at the standings there now that, I mean, they're a game back Marion's eight and three, they're seven and four. Um, and so you got a shot now, um, you know, you, you lose that one a couple games back, you know, it, it's going to be tough, but they got a shot on that side, and, and there's, a, again, a lot of basketball to play, but that was probably one that, that they had to have. Yeah, hop over to the to the Valley, and uh, uh, obviously a tough loss for Liberty last night. Not a bad loss, obviously. You talk about, like, in college basketball, the quad, you know, games, quad one games. This is kind of right. like that for Liberty again right there against a, a really good team, just not able to pull it out. But uh, still a team that's, uh, I think, trending in the right direction, sitting at 4-2 uh, and two in the conference, 7-5 and five overall. Um, certainly, I think if you go in that game and you get, you know, just get your doors blown off, then right. maybe you're like, oh, maybe, maybe these tough losses against good teams, like how they lost to City and West, start to wear you down and you start to lose confidence. It doesn't seem like that's the case though. No, and it a broken record and they're they're gonna they're gonna get one of these, Rob. Yep. They are. I, I mean you you look at it the rest of the way. They have Cedar Falls, they have City High. Um and, and now the thing that's tough is a lot of these are on the road. You know, now they, they hit a stretch of I think uh five of their last seven are on the road uh, after after Prairie uh on Friday. But they got Cedar Falls left. They got City High left. They got West High left. Uh, I mean, those are three of the three of the four biggies in the MVC. And then you also have uh, Linmar and Wash, who are really good to close it out. But they're going to get one of those. 
Um, and maybe they might get more than, more than one of them, but that was another one that kind of stood out to me. I was curious about that one. We've talked about this. I've written about it. They're not a fluke. They're, they're really good, but still the way Waterloo West plays, they, you know, you've seen them. We, we've both seen them. They possess a little bit, something different with their length and athleticism than even city and West. And, and there's obviously more than one way to win game, but they're a little bit different. Um, and you know, we, I, I watched them against West the other day, and they they got to West in the second half of that game. And you don't see very many teams get get to Iowa City West ever. You know, BJ Mayer coach teams, and they got to them a little bit of, with that a little bit, where West turned it over twenty sometimes. Um, so I was kind of curious, you know, to see because as you said, against them it can get out of control, and they kind of feast on that. And I mean, that's a six point game. You know, I mean, they're just. The, the amount of improvement they've made um, is really impressive. Like I said, they're going to get one of these late and, and you can't overstate, um, you know, how much uh, Jasmine Barney has, has done for that team. She's been sensational this whole year. I mean, she has 21.7 rebounds, four assists, three steals last night. But again, you know, they have a lot of kids that are stepping up and, and you know, play and improve from where they were at last year. So um they shot 42 threes last night, Rob, um, <laughs> at least to be a quick set. But at the same time, I mean, like I said, like I said about Waterloo West, you know, they're, they hit 12. I mean, that's a team that can, that can do that to you. I mean, that's kind of how they're built. And, and if they hit shots, they're really tough, really tough. But I really like the way that they, they're defending. Uh, I mean, you, you know, I think they gave up 64 to them last night. But that's probably where they've made the biggest improvement. They can get out and pressure the ball. Um in a ways that they haven't been able to before, but uh, the conference, this conference on both sides is so unforgiving. You know, we, we talk about, it, it's like, Oh, a close loss to city high, close loss to Waterloo West, close loss to Iowa city West. These are top five teams, you know, lost to Xavier, who's a top 10 team. And then you look and you mentioned, they've got all those teams again, basically. Sure. Um, so the, the schedule is really tough, but that was another one that caught my eye. I was curious to see how that one, that one went for them. They're going to get one of these here. And, they are going to be, pro- with what they have left, probably unranked. Rob, they're seven and five, and they're absolutely going to be a team that somebody does not want to play in the in the first round, and then the second round, and and maybe the maybe the final of a regional, you know, a regional. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to play them. Um, I really, I mean, if I was a one seed, two seed, whatever, I mean, they they probably won't be in the it probably won't be a three game situation for them. Cause I certainly would think that they would not be in that, you know, four or five game or whatever, but they're going to, you know, be in that two, three range and be absolutely a team that you don't want to play. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, like you said, they're playing all these teams again, that kind of know about them and are aware, but if they get sent East to the yeah. Quad cities area or West, that and and get into a, a grouping with schools that don't know, and they're like, "Ah, this team's you know, this team's nine and seven, whatever the final record would right. be. You know, this game's this team's a game or two above five hundred. Right, it shouldn't be a problem. You're no, that you're absolutely right. I mean, they've got I think nine left. You know, you you go six and six and three, five and four, whatever. And like you said, I mean, you're three games above. You're you're you know, twelve and eight, eleven and nine, and somebody gets that gets that bracket that's a two seed or whatever and looks at it and, and says, Oh, who do we have? You know, who do we have next Monday or who do we have next Tuesday? I, w- I wouldn't want to play them. I mean, and I really know part- like the, 
high school coaches can say to like the 16, 17, 18 year old kids, you, you can't overlook this team. The right. 16, 17 year olds are going, hey, freaking, they're 11 and nine. What do we have and, to worry about? And the way they shoot it and the way they can <laughs> defend now, they're going to be really tough. They are. I mean, their guards are really good with Barney. And, and I mean, yeah. And, and that's, again, if they can rip off a couple of these, Rob, and they're so close, um, you know, maybe they can, maybe they can move up a little bit too. But mm. I, every time that I see them lose a game and re- a close game and remain unranked, I, that's just what sticks in my head is they're going to, they're, they're going to be a team that goes into the postseason without a lot of fanfare. And it's just absolutely a, a nightmare matchup to get out of a bracket. You know, I mean, when you look now it's at the teams that they've played in these close games, I mean, they're going to have a dogfight with somebody. Um, I, I pretty much guarantee it. City and West with uh, convincing victories last night. Ryan City remains unbeaten. Second ranked West High keeps rolling. Um, what? Second place behind Waterloo West at this point. So both of those teams are among the best in the, in the conference and, and just continue to kind of uh, – Roll along here. Both teams have, you know, some different pieces from last year that they're incorporating, and it seems like they're they're also moving in the right direction. Yeah, West just – Coach Mayer does such a good job. I, I don't know if you'd say circle the wagons. I think we talked about this last week. I don't know what you call it. But, I mean, I saw them against Waterloo West. They were missing a couple people for some various things, and that game got away from them. You know, it ends up, I think, 25. They come back, win at Hempstead, win at Cedar Falls, win at Prairie all by double figures. I mean, it's just, I don't know if there's a program that does a better job of that, right? When it's kind of like, oh man, you know, what's, what's going on. It just, I remember a couple of years ago, they had that, um, one of the years they went to the state tournament and at the end of the year, they had Marion and that was number one in four and a bunch of these teams stacked up the end and they just, they start chopping off wins. But this week has been kind of, you know, low key impressive for them. I think after that lost Wiley West on that Friday to win at Hempstead, uh, and then that Cedar Falls win, um, with, you know, rescheduled game to Saturday. That that's a really good win for them. Win by ten at Cedar Falls, um, and then hold Prairie to twenty six last night. You know, Prairie's a young team; um, they don't have a great record, but still, I mean, you you hold a team to twenty six in this league. Maybe more importantly, you win a game when you score forty two. You know, and that's the thing about them is they can they can kind of win all ways. Um, and then you know they've got you know we got we get round two of those two City and West on Friday. Um, and then, you know, West has another one with Xavier. They have Southeast Polk. Um, and then they have Marion, Marion and Liberty kind of towards the end of the year. So they have their work cut out, cut out for them too. But I've been really impressed with what they've done these last three games since I since I saw them against Farley West. And then, I mean, City just kind of continues to um, continues to roll. They've been super impressive, Rob, since, since that scare at Liberty. Um, yeah. You know, they blew out Cedar Falls. Uh, and then, you know, got good wins over Waller and then Waterloo last night. So they have a nice stretch here, too, uh, where they're going to be pushed. They get, you know, at West, at Xavier, at Prairie, and then and then Liberty again, and then West Des Moines Valley. So um, they have they have a trip left to Waterloo West, um, you know, a trip to Joaquin Northwest to end it. So a chance for them to to really, I mean, you know, you're undefeated and they want to end undefeated, I'm sure. But a chance with those, that's that's a lot of games left out there, especially those crossover CIML games that they give themselves a chance to, you know, regional seedings will be out by those, but you win those games um, and you give yourself a chance to get a nice bump with your ranking. Um, 
going into the state tournament because that's part of it too, right? Is where you're seated if you if you make it to the state tournament yeah. compared to those other CIML teams, and it gives you kind of some kind of comparison as they do those last rankings, you know, before the postseason um, to to see where they stack up against those teams from over there. So a lot of opportunities left out there for them um, to kind of bolster what's what's already, as I've said, one of the most impressive resumes I think uh, in five A right now. Hit on Regina before, while we're uh, wrap up the girls talk with Regina Ryan. Um, according to Varsity Bound, on the, they're eleven and one in conference, and that's a game clear of West Liberty, who uh, they beat head to head, and two clear of West Branch, who they beat head to head. So Regal's in good position, and, and you and I were both impressed with them last week against West Branch uh, on the road. Uh, Team, I, I kind of looked at the statistics from last night and just a team that you just don't know what, who's going to beat you on which night. They don't need, you know, Gardner right. Miller to lead them in scoring every night. They have other kids that can do that. Yeah, and that talk about a score that stood out for kind of a different reason. I totally agree, Rob. And when I saw their score last night, they scored 73, or excuse me, 74. And, and Will was not a bad team at all. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a team above 500. Um, but, you know, I've watched them so much where they're playing games. You go back to that first week after January, you know, they, they score 31 to beat Cascade, which mm-hmm. that, that's kind of the, the way that Cascade plays. But, you know, they score 37 to beat West Liberty. They score 46 in a really good game with Monticello. They score 55 in, in a, you know, kind of grinder game with West Branch. And, and then you see what they can do. And we, we talked about that after that West Branch matchup. Their guards are so good in the open floor. Um, even their post players, I mean, they're, they're, they're really athletic, Rob. They're probably underrated with their athleticism with Allie Clark and Lily Simpson and Hope Simpson. I mean, all of their, their fours and fives and post players, whatever you want to call them, can really get out and run if that's the game that, that you want to play with them. Or they can, you know, they can play that other way too. That, you know, if Cascade wants to play, it's not that battle of, oh, we're going to try to get out and run and you're going to try to stop us from doing that. You know, Mary Rogers, who does such a good job with them, it's like, okay, you know, I mean, you want to play it that way, we, we can beat you that way. Or if you want to let us run up and down the court, we can be more athletic than you too, and we have such good guards. Um, so, yeah, impressive win for them. And, you know, their their schedule really lets up a little bit here after the way it started with Cascade, West Liberty, Monticello, West Branch, all back-to-back. Now, this league is plenty good. Um, even, like I said, Wilton's a good team, but they get a makeup with Tipton tomorrow. Um and then go Anamosa, Mid Prairie at home, Durant, North Cedar. So, you know, conceivably they should have, you know, they should be on a winning streak and, and be set up to win the conference the last two nights of the regular season, which is um, West Liberty and West Branch at home. And I mean, that's really what it should come down to now for those two is, is you know, back-to-back games at home uh, against the kind of your two rivals that are, you know, at the, at the top of the standings with you. So, They've taken care of business at this point. They have a couple more weeks to do that, but um, that's the way it sets up right now, Rob. Flip over the boys' side, Ryan, and we'll go through the scoreboard from last night. West High with a uh, – I was kind of following this one on Twitter last night. Uh, 49-47 at Prairie. Impressive win there. Nice bounce back from West High uh, since the setback. Uh, Liberty High with a – 61-58 win against Waterloo West. Uh, Clear, Creek, Clear Creek fell at Williamsburg. City High uh, lost to Waterloo East. Wilton got Regina, and Marion got Solon. So not as successful a night on the boys' side, but uh, some, some really solid games as well. 
headlined by that West Prairie. Yeah, I mean that was the that was kind of that and CCA were kind of the games of the night. Um, friend of the pod, your prep sports. Um, I don't know what what her title would be, but Susan Harmon was tweeting um, from that West game, and, and I know that was legend on. is her title. Yes, that very good. Absolutely. But I was following her and Jeff Johnson from the Gazette. I know that game was on um, 9.2 last night, but uh, Susan texted me and said West, like in all capital letters. I think, I don't think it said West. I think it said Bergie, to be honest with you. She said, Bergie's playing a two, three zone. And I, I read the text like four times and I'm like, cause if you've watched Iowa city West for years, um, it's a lot of man-to-man defense by Coach Bergman's teams, um, and they do it as good as anybody. So, um, you know, they they mixed it up last night, and it, and it worked. They were down in that game, Rob. I think they were down seven at halftime and, and had a big third quarter and, and held on to win that Prairie charge back late. But that's a huge win. Prairie was fourth this week, and, you know, we've talked about this for, before, but as far as figuring out that conference, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I mean yeah. – you look at who's beat who all the way up and down. And, and, and I mean, we, we joke about that, but it's, again, it's a lot like college basketball. People joke about that too. Well, the bottom line is these are, these are all really good teams and, and well-coached teams. And when you have that, you're going to have some teams that don't have as good of a record beating some teams that have better records, but it's actually not, in my mind, it's not all that unpredictable. You know, when, when things like that happen, whether it's the MVC or the Big Ten or the Big 12 or whatever, because I kind of like what uh, Varsity Bound does with the records against 500 teams, you know, above 500 yeah. teams. It kind of gives you a little bit more context to records. Exactly. I agree. That's a good, good way to you can kind of separate it. Right. But that's one again. I'm probably overusing this term, but West, I don't say had to have it. West needed that one. You know, lost to Hempstead, lost to Cedar Falls, um, in, in you know, double-digit losses, you know. And and this is one where you look at it, and we've talked about it in this conference. You know, you can get you can get going the wrong way in a hurry, even a team that's as good um, as West is. Uh, so, huge win for them on the road, nonetheless. Um, you know, because they have Waterloo then they have Xavier um, on the road, senior on the road. So, they have tough games left. So it's, you know, that was, that was a huge one for them um, for a lot of reasons, but the postseason, Rob on this side of the state and really the whole state. And this includes, I think the state tournament. Um, it's just going to be wild in four a, it really, really is. I mean, I don't know that I could peg, you know, eight teams that I thought would be at the state tournament right now. And normally at this time of the year, you can narrow, you can kind of nail down probably at least five. I mean, I think if I would go back over the last six, seven, eight years and, you know, it, at the end of January, the middle of January, predict the state tournament, most years I would be have over the half, over half the field. Correct. You know, and I, I don't know if I, I maybe I'll do that when we get off the podcast and, and look at it later, but I don't know, you know, who I would pick as the, as the quote unquote favorites. I mean, there's, 12 to 14 teams at least that I could see playing there. Like, like realistically, I mean, that's not, you know, it's not hyperbole. I think there's a lot of teams that are good enough to, to, to make it there. So especially on this side of the state, Rob, there hasn't been a ton of separation. Um, and, and so what happens between now and seeding time, which is a couple of weeks out will be, will be huge. Um, Cause you know, somebody's going to get a little bit, ma- a little bit better uh, draw, but the matchups will be big too. So 
really good win for them. And then I, I'm going to go straight to Liberty route. Really good win for Liberty as well, who, who's playing much better. Um, you know, they got off to a tough start, as we talked about, with a lot of new pieces, a lot of new guys, and and had some bumps in there uh, along the way. But really good win for them. And you look, all of a sudden, they've won three in a row. So really, they're they're playing much, much better. A couple of really nice wins for them. Um, Linmar is a good team that they beat. Waterloo West is a good team that they beat. So just a really good, really good stretch for, for Liberty um, that hopefully they can build off going forward. You mentioned the Clear Creek game last night. Um, Clear Creek uh, on the um, wrong side of that, that, that game. But uh, what'd you take out of that one? A lot of scoring, and that's kind of what you thought. And really, I mean, it's it's those are two really good teams. I mean, Williamsburg, I think, is tenth in two A. Clear Creek's seventh in three A. I think those teams are both really good. I think both these teams, Rob, are actually underrated on, by a lot of people. As far as I mean, they're they're ranked. So so people that do the vote on the Associated Press poll think highly of them. But I think they're both real state tournament contenders for sure. Um, but in their rivals. But that game, honestly, was a lot the way that I thought that it could be. Um, basically, Williamsburg put together um, two big runs, and Clear Creek had one. And Clear Creek had one to kind of get back in it. Um, and in Williamsburg, I think it was um, two points at halftime, and Williamsburg had a big run in the third quarter uh, that kind of ended up being the difference. But these those teams can both score. Um, and, you know, the, Every time that those two teams play, it just they're they're not all the same. I feel like I'm gonna go off here a little bit. I feel like every time I watch Solon and Marion boys play, it's the same game. You feel like you're watching a replay of the same game. Last night was lo- more low scoring than the others, but it's always just this. Every basket is contested. You feel like it's a struggle on offense from the, from the beginning. There's just not a lot of shots. And every time I watch Clear Creek and Williamsburg play, which I saw him play last year. Um, I didn't watch this game, but every time they play, I feel like the games can be so totally different. Usually a lot of scoring, both teams can score, but I feel like there's the one consistent in those is there's always a massive run. Um, a couple of years ago, Christian Withrow just went on a big time run by himself. I think he had 30 some against them, but it just, it always seems like a game where somebody rattles off like a, I don't mean like an eight Oh, I mean like a, like a 19 to two or you know, 16 to one run or 16 to three runs, something like that. And, and so I kind of thought that going in that, you know, whoever could have the last run or, or the bigger run um, would win it. And, and uh, excuse me, Williamsburg had a big one in the third quarter. So these are, those are two teams that, you know, the best two teams on that side by a wide margin um, in the West, but these are two teams. When you look at the schedule, the rest of the way um, interested to see Clear Creek has Marion, hanging around out there at some point, I know, um, in Beckman as well from that rescheduled game from the other night. But I, I'm kind of interested to see them against those teams um, as well. Uh, they have a lot of lopsided lopsided wins in there. But these are two teams, and we don't cover Williamsburg, but, but that I'm really anxious to see in the postseason, Rob. I think where they go and what kind of draw they get will be important for both of them. But I think – excuse me. I think Clear Creek, Amanda, can play deep in, into the postseason for sure. Um, I like the makeup of their team uh, and just their ability to score and, and, and have a couple of go-to guys to, that can get them buckets. So 
I expect them to bounce back. And then really, I'm, I, I, ha- I don't have it in front of me, but I got to circle those, that Marion and, and Beckman games. Those are the game, games that left out there for them that I really want to see. You talked about the defensive struggle with Marion and Solon last night. What kind oh. of was uh, – what was the, the difference in that one? I mean, just shot making. It sounds so simple, right? But I mean, you cover. But is it like basketball. is it like Texas Tech and Iowa State last night, where there was a rock fight? Where it's not just it's not bad, always bad offense in those situations. It's good defense. It, you're exactly right. And, and I, I talked to to Marion coach Pete Messerly about this after the game, and, and Jared Galpin, you know, agreed. I think, but we we talked about it as well. But I just ended up having this conversation more with Coach Messerly, but. It, it because ultimately what it was is you know Marion started one for eight in the third quarter and I know because I was sitting in the stands and I had somebody turn around to me and go how many threes have they missed this quarter because <laughs> and, and I'm not being but it just they had they, they they just they missed I think six or seven in a row and they were one of eight and there was a timeout and it was a one point game I think it was 24 23 and they hit their last two of the quarter and that kind of ended again it was one of those games where you're up seven and it felt like you were up 70. I mean, you just look up there yeah. and you're like, but what I was getting to with, with coach Messerly is, and you know, this, it's the same for college guys. When the game goes like that and you just, and every shot is contested in every screen, you're getting bumped off every screen and, and you're getting hit on every shot in the lane and you're having to shoot free throws, but everything is just a war. These teams know each other. Well, they've already played this year. These two coaches know the know the opponent. They know their system. They've played a lot. They're both built on defense. And they both play a lot of guys, too. So it's not, you know, six or seven guys. It's like they're both running a bunch of guys out there. They're both just, I mean, they both have some really good athletes and some big bodies. And it was just kind of a war. And when you have a game like that, all of a sudden now in the third quarter, you get a wide open shot for your best shooter that he knocks down eight out of 10 times. And that shot's way harder now because you've had a hand in your face for, you know, 18 minutes or you've been bumped for 18 minutes. And so I think that's kind of what it turned into Rob, like you said is, yeah, it just kind of turns into one of those rock fight games where everything's really tough that then even when it's easy on offense, sometimes it still feels tough and it's hard to hit that layup or hit that shot. There's a lot of shots missed at the rim by both teams late in the game. And you're like, man, how do you miss that? Well, I mean, everything's been so contested and everything's been so physical. And when I say physical, the game was like, it was, it was well-called. It's just two teams that are, you know, fighting through every screen, you know, a lot of those types of fouls where it's like just a guy running through a screen, you know, it's like, it's a foul, but just, um, it, it was a really good game in a lot of ways. And it was also a really ugly game in a lot of ways, but Basically, Marion hit, hit you know, a couple threes in the third quarter and then got a little bit of a lead, and, and Solon couldn't, um, couldn't hit enough shots in the third quarter that, again, one of those games where you start trying to extend the game with three or, three or four minutes left a little bit because you know it's that type of game. But um, both, those, both those teams, too, again, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the, in the postseason. Marion's got a really nice team. Um, but Solon, they're playing a lot better, and that was one of the, one of the keys that – Jared Galpin talks about after the game is they're a much different team than they were in December. Um, and they, I think they'd won six of seven before last night since they're, since they lost to Marion at Marion uh, on December 14th, but they did. I, I thought they did a lot of things well last night. Um, and, and like I said, they got some good shots too. 
that didn't go down. Um, they've been without Jake Quillen, who's their senior point guard almost all year. They got him back for like a game or two, and then he's missed more time. Um, I think he'll be back, Rob, you know, in the next couple weeks, which will really help them because Blake Timmons is out also, who, you know, if you've watched, we obviously, you know, people know from football and baseball, he's just a really good athlete in their backcourt. Uh, so they're missing, you know, two of their best athletes, probably their two best athletes in, in you know, two guards uh, and two ball handlers. And, and that's been it. That's played a role in it too, but they've had some young kids step up too. Jake Benzin, who's a sophomore has kind of become their go-to scorer. He was really good last night. He had 16 um, and, and, you know, gives them a guy from the outside that can really shoot it and, and stretch defenses a little bit, but they've yet to have a game. I think Rob, where they had, I don't want to say everybody, you know, they play a lot of guys. They're playing eight, nine, 10 guys, but where they have, you know, they've got probably three or four main scorers with Benzing and, and Kenny Puziaski and a couple other guys that, you know, Jake Timmons had a good game last night, but they can't seem to get one of those games where three or five of your guys that you look for, for points are on it's, it's one or it's two, you know, and then the other two seem to really struggle just looking at box scores. So they need to maybe get a couple more of those guys synced up on the same night and, and they'll be a tough out. Yeah, maybe that uh, maybe that happens down the road, and uh, that you hope so. Yeah, you hope it kicks in at some point. Um, well, and lastly, on them, and and this is true of a lot of our teams. You know, I think of the West High girls and and even Regina, even the Regina girls. Um, but defense defense kind of travels, right? So it's mm-hmm. like that's frustrating throughout the course of a twenty game season. But when you can defend the way that Solon does, and you know. Talking to Solon or Marion coach Pete Meshley last night, he mentioned it multiple times. He's just like, oh my, like that was kind of his thing. Is he's like, you know, when you come over here, what it's going to be like because they're athletic and they run their system and they defend. And he's like, you know, as a coach coming in, he's like, this is almost exactly what we expected. That's the stuff that's going to give you a chance, right? And I kind of said, you know, you got to get those guys all on the same page offensively. Well, if that happens, Rob, they could really take off um, because I don't see that defense that defense changing. In fact. You know, if they can get Jake Quillen out or back, who's, who's, you know, has the ability to pressure the ball um, for them and, and do some of those things, a good on ball defender, their defense maybe gets even a little bit better too. And they've mixed it up and played some one, three, one and, and trapped out of that and done some different things. So um, kind of out of necessity, you know, that might be one of those things where the regular season struggling on offense actually makes you a little bit better because you, you know, you can rely on your defense to keep you in game. So be interesting to see, um, what they look like in a couple weeks too, because I think they're one of those teams that's still a ways off from, from hitting their peak. Finish up with a little swimming, Ryan city West uh, went at it last night. Um, what are it's always a good event? Some performances there that kind of stood out to you. Yeah. I mean, just that, that's always a good event. I, you know, the, we have the results up on the website and in West one, um, but, you know, I think City won um, three or four individual events. So they obviously have some guys that – Here, I, I say this. If you can win events that West High is at in swimming, you're doing something right. And we're, yeah. I mean, it's like you joke, but they're so good and they have so much depth. But, um, yeah, check out the results from that, obviously. And it's, it's crazy to say, Rob, but we are getting up against it um, to postseason time in swimming and wrestling already. I mean, we're a couple weeks away. So um, West won all three relays last night and had had dropped some good times in those. And um, I haven't had a chance to really I, – I 
got those results typed up, but I haven't had a chance to really go over it a ton. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of my, that's, that's a good, um, that's always a good event with that. Those, the city West, you know, tennis, swimming, um, the things like that you go to, it's really cool because it's, you got, those guys are competitive and you look at the programs in, in those sports, West high swimming and city highs had success, success the last couple of years in swimming as well. It's guys that are competitive. It's guys that want to win, but those sports, it's such a tight community. They all know each other that they're almost, you know, they're almost cheering for the guys that they're competing against as well. So um, that's a cool one city or West, excuse me, West wins it. I think 111 to 59 uh, good performances on both sides. So Yep, check out those results at the website, website yearprepsports.com. All the basketball we've talked about today, uh, not only that's taken place, but upcoming City West on Friday night. Obviously, you'll have full coverage from that. Um, and we're rolling along here. What are we, like I said, January 19th. We're, it's, it, it's like this season is going fast. January has gone, January always goes fast because there's so much going on, but it seems like January is exploding by, Rob. Yeah, no question, and obviously a lot of stuff coming up here as we, we head through the rest of the regular season and into the postseason, so be sure to check out the, the uh, website, yourprepsports.com, regularly. Uh, we will be back again next week to talk uh, results and, and more upcoming uh, games and competitions, so thanks for listening to the podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye. Bye.